If you like what we do and you want to throw us a few, go out to patreon.com slash y'all Yeah, that's patreon.com slash y'all One, two, three. Hey, hey everybody. everybody. This is Y'all, Y'all Heard. Heard, a podcast where me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Wow. <laughs> Guess who isn't related? Us. And this is a show where two people with the same last name compare notes about the world that we live in, diving deep into one topic a week, ranging from paranormal, internet trends, culture, and celebrities. Why are you talking like a psychopath? <laughs> in I other words, one. we tell you things... <laughs> You needed to know. You needed to know. I added. Uh, oh, Pete, how are you? I added those keywords to our uh, podcast description to hopefully get some fans of Ooh. paranormal uh, and celebrity and culture. And okay, I like it. And then the people like paranormal are going to see our Ashley Olsen, and they're going to be like, "What the hell is this?" Yep. And the people who. Celebrities are going to see our Vorophilia one mm-hmm. and be like, what the hell is this? It's going to be what okay. it is. Okay, yeah. How are- Marissa and I have <gasps> both always, um, you know, you can't put us in a box. That's for sure. So we get no fans. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We love you for listening. Marissa, I am doing all right because um, the weather has cooled off enough that I can go for a walk without sweating all over myself. <laughs> for you i'm happy for you um i'm sleepy my you're welcome (laughs) my mother and i both had two glasses of a non-alcoholic cocktail and we're really (laughs) sleepy i'm sleepy because i made a quesadilla for dinner and it only had two chicken tenders and some broccoli in it i don't know how i'm so uh (laughs) yeah huh we had Ethiopian food, and we didn't know what we were doing. It's the exciting Because it like, came with a big... Came with, like, a big, like, crepe that I think we're supposed to scoop the food into. Yeah. And no... Yeah. You just scoop I, it in your mouth instead? I mean, scoop with this. I don't know. But we were, we were in over our heads a little bit. And when I... I called the takeout place and said what I wanted to order, and they laughed at my pronunciation. <laughs> That's fun. Can't wait to go back now, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Icebreaker. So I've played The Sims, where you are, you know, just simulating everyday life. You have to get a job, you could raise a family. And I've played Animal Crossing, where you're the only person on an animal village and you need to create a little village make houses make roads blah 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 pete if you can make a simulation game i'll give you other examples there's sim hospital where you pretend you're in a hospital there's i think goat simulator or duck simulator there's some sort of i think it's a goat simulator because <laughs> if you could have a simulation game any, what would it any be? number of uh like war simulation type games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Part of me is thinking like 
a simulation of what it's like to be in the high art world. <laughs> like, like you're curator, or like, what do you do? Yeah, like you, you that you get to pick your character, whether you're somebody who curates or like reviews, or you're an artist, something like that. Because I don't really understand it. Um, I don't know that anybody would ever learn anything from the game, but <laughs> that's the first thing that I came to mind after I thought for a moment. I think I would want one of two things. Either someone in the high fashion world, you inspired me. I realized like it would be great to be like an up-and-coming writer trying to get something published in Vogue and then just getting turned down over and over again. Yeah, that sounds fun. Uh, so that's what, <laughs> yeah, or... Marissa, I think you, you could do that now. <laughs> I know, but I couldn't even get in the door. In this one, you actually go to Vogue. Um, the other one is you work in a... You're, you're a mortuary scientist, uh, or whatever yeah. you call them. Mortician? Yeah. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> Four. Five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. But that's the only thing that comes to mind... Because I was trying to think of, yeah, like, what would it be like, be like, and something that maybe doesn't exist already, and uh, that's kind of what I came up with, yeah, and then Marissa's also familiar with a number of dating simulation games, so that would be another one, like, maybe dating a certain type of person or something, I don't know. My biggest regret in life is not playing the KFC dating sim. Yeah. Maybe, like, a simulation dating game. Where there's like a 50-50 chance the person that you're dating has a mental disease. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. My, the sound cut out for a second. You need a sim where there's a 50 chance the person has a mental disease? Yeah. I mean, that's just like... That's real life? My, yeah. I was, I was like, that's too close to home. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of mental disease, Marissa, some people might think that the following people have uh, some sort of temporary mental disease. I'm going to list off some names for you, Marissa, and I want to to know if you could tell me what these people have in common. Okay. Nicolas Cage, Bruce Willis, John Cusack, John Travolta, and Mel Gibson. They're all Scientology. (laughs) (laughs) No. They all have... They're all narcissists. They're all white dudes. Oh, that, okay. That's one. But they're I thought all... we were doing something with mental stuff. No. <laughs> oh, no, well, I'm gonna, I'll get to that, how that's a better transition in a moment. Can you but... tell me again who it is then? Or is that the answer, white dudes? No, no, no. It's, uh, it's That's one thing they have in common. But Nicolas Cage, Bruce Willis, John Cusack, John Travolta, and Mel Gibson. They've all starred in action movies. <laughs> I would say, has John Cusack been in an action movie? Probably. I feel like he was. I feel like he was. Maybe I made that up. I don't know. They were all famous in the 80s. Right. And now they all make shit movies. <laughs> mm, let me think. Let me, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. And if you put... You could f- ask Google. <laughs> if you put in, like, why does Nicolas Cage... It will, like, one of the auto-finishes is going to be, make shitty movies. <laughs> is this a problem? So, I'm going to start with him, and we'll find out that, yes, he indeed does have a problem. <laughs> I knew 
he did, but I don't know. Does he have a diagnosed problem? Mm, no. Rich okay. people don't get diagnosed. That's true. Okay, continue. <laughs> but some people think these people are crazy for the roles that they pick, which is why that transition <laughs> was supposed you, to work. Did you see that weird Edgar Allan Poe movie, John Cusack? <laughs> I like that. In the interest of the episode, I tried to only go about five or six years back. But yes, okay. uh, that was a major turn in the John Cusack <laughs> career. Weird so, I'm going to start with Nicolas Cage, who has seemingly embraced starring in bad movies lately. Um, you know, for, I would say, the past decade or so. Doesn't uh, he just have a lot of debts? A lot of what? D-E-B-T. Right. So, in one of his most recent movies called Willy's Wonderland, Nicolas Cage <laughs> has no lines. Um, and so that presents an acting challenge, but the movie is kind of nonsense. It's not really, like, challenging otherwise. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that he has been added a little bit longer. So I just wanted to go through a few of his more recent offerings uh, to give you an idea of the types of things he's been in lately. Isn't um, he that people have dubbed John Wick but with a pig? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, that actually has a 97% on Rotten Tomato. Oh, wow, okay. Critic score. Okay. In 2020, he was in a movie called Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, Summary that's of the movie. Horrible. Every six years, an ancient order of Jiu-Jitsu fighters uh, joins forces to battle a vicious race of alien invaders. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds... Wait, I'm sorry. Every yep. so often they do this? Every six years, on the dot. <laughs> so there are alien invaders every six years? Mm-hmm. That doesn't even make sense. And uh, their celebrated hero goes down in defeat, and the fate of the planet and mankind hangs in the balance. That sounds, like, really bad. Uh, he was also in a movie called Grand Isle. I'm going to okay. tell you what this movie is about. It is not going to even start to encapsulate how bad and weird this movie is. <laughs> Walter and his neglected wife lure a young a young stranger into their Victorian home to escape from a hurricane. When the man is charged with murder by Detective Jones, he must reveal the couple's wicked secrets to save himself. That actually sounds fun. Kelsey Grammer is also in that. Oh, who does he play? He, he just plays evil people these days. I think he plays the detective. Oh, that's a turn. I thought he would be the lurer. Actually, Nicholas Cage is. Um, and yes, Chelsea Grammer is a lure if I've ever seen one. And this movie is available on Amazon or Netflix. I can't remember which one. But um, the couple remind me of the couple in The People Under the Stairs. They're sort of just like off. And then they're like really off. <laughs> okay, I never saw that, but I believe you. He was also in a movie called Running with the Devil in 2019. A tenacious federal agent traces the supply line of a group of cagey and experienced cocaine dealers. He was in Ooh. that with Lawrence Fishburne. Okay. Between Worlds. When Billy falls into a coma, Billy is a girl, by the way. I'm sorry, a female. <laughs> okay. I think, yeah. <laughs> when Billy falls into a coma after a near near fatal accident she appears to be possessed by the soul of a woman who has unfinished business with the living Ooh. i'd like to tell you that in this movie there's a sex scene in which nicholas cage's character has sex with a woman and reads from a book a book called memories by nicholas cage what wait while they're having sex yeah he's reading a book while they're having sex 
yeah, he's reading it out loud. It's like uh, dirty talk for her. <laughs> That's really weird. Okay. Uh, he's also in a movie called Inconceivable. I've watched this one as well. <laughs> okay. And uh, in this one, uh, Angela develops a friendship with a mysterious woman named Katie and offers her a job as a live-in nanny. The natural bond soon turns into a dangerous obsession. Um, and in this one, Nicolas Cage is just the husband. It's really a fight between Gina Gershon and the other actress in the movie. Ooh, I bet any movie with Gina Gershon these days is horrible. Gina Gershon married to Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Wait, in real life? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that sounds like a crazy town. Uh, he was in a movie called Arsenal. The Lindell brothers, Mikey and JP, only had each other to rely on growing up. As adults, JP finds success as the owner of a construction company, and Mickey becomes a small-time mobster. When Mickey is kidnapped and held for ransom by a ruthless crime boss, Eddie, that's when we finally get to Nicholas Cage. <laughs> okay. JP turns to their brother's old pal, Sal, played by John Cusack, <laughs> who, is, you- oh, who is a plainclothes detective for help. Something's happening. I'm sorry, Pete. Mommy, what's happening? Oh, I thought there were people outside. I'm sorry, Pete. I'm listening. I heard babies screaming. <laughs> I think my mother was watching people's Instagram videos loudly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then back in 2016, he was in a movie called uh, Army of One. This was a comedy in which um, a man, like just a run-of-the-mill ex-con unemployed handyman, it receives a vision from God telling him to capture Osama bin Laden. Wow. It looks like it's supposed to be funny. Paul Shear's in it. How uh, many of these movies have you seen? I have All not seen them? that one. Okay, just that one, right? I think there's probably two back there that I haven't seen. Okay. Now, to be fair, his highest rated action movie, nay, his highest rated movie of all time on Rotten Tomatoes, just came to us in 2021. It is called Pig. And the capsule is uh, living alone in the Oregon wilderness. A truffle hunter returns to Portland to find the person who stole his beloved pig. Interesting. Um, So why does Nicolas Cage keep making shitty movies? In 2008. Uh, Money. Yes. Yes. (laughs) In 2008, the IRS slapped actor Nicolas Cage with a whopping $6.2 million tax lien. Ouch. I uh, copy-pasted this from some, like, (laughs) celebrity-type website. Uh, He eventually paid that bill in 2012, but admitted he owed far more, $14 million to be precise. Why? Did he not pay his taxes? How did he get in such a hole? Well, his spending habits may have had something to do with it. Uh At one point, Nicolas Cage owned 15 residences. Whoa. One was a $25 million waterfront home in Newport Beach, California. Wow, okay. He also purchased for $3.4 million the infamous La Lori Mansion in New Orleans, known as one of the most haunted houses in America. Oh, that seems fitting. He also um, decided to drop $3 million to get a desert island. <laughs> what's, a, what's a desert island? A deserted island. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was like, not dessert, but I just be like, I thought it was like an island in the desert. And then I was going <laughs> to, but okay, continue. Uh, he even bought uh, shrunken heads. Like real ones? Yeah. 
How are those um, even around? He spent half a million dollars on the late Shah of Iran's Lamborghini. Wait, more importantly, what? <laughs> I want to focus on the shrunken heads. I didn't know there was a real... How do you yeah, say Yeah, like heads? a collector's item sort of thing. Yeah, like, how are those made? Oh, no, it's not like a new shrunken head. It's like a shrunken head from days of yore. No, but how were they ever made? How do you shrink a head? I thought that was just a fake thing. That's going to have to be another episode, Marissa. Yeah, please, could that be your next episode? <laughs> because I need to tell you that he also spent $150,000 on a pet octopus. Wow. Does he still have it? Allegedly, Nicolas Cage also once outbid Leonardo DiCaprio for a $70 million, or a, I'm sorry, a 70 million year old dinosaur skull. The $276,000 artifact turned out to be stolen, and he had uh, to return it to the Mongolian government. But then he loses his money, right? I don't know that part. <laughs> That's wild. Uh, but This is my favorite episode ever. <laughs> he has also been married five times and divorced four times. In one of his marriages, he was married for four days. And that was I- like a... A woman at a salon or something? Yeah, she was like a makeup artist, a questionable makeup artist uh, or hair person. Uh, Hair person. (laughs) Yeah, it's a questionable hair person. And uh, he, instead of getting a divorce, which is splitting the marriage up, he wanted an annulment, which would mean that the marriage never happened. In order to get an annulment, he had to pay her money to sign the paperwork because if he just got a divorce he wouldn't need her signature but he wanted it to be so that it never happened before so he married somebody for four days and still had to pay out probably hundreds of thousands of dollars wow that's crazy so we got tax problems marriages and divorces (laughs) um his i believe his latest wife is from japan wait he married one after the questionable makeup? Oh, yeah. He got married, uh, I believe, earlier this year. And they're not together? Oh, no, they are. Yeah. Oh, okay. She's like 27. He's like 60. Of course. Of course she is. <laughs> of course. So, Mel Gibson is a little bit of a different story, right? We all know that he was once at the crazy? top of Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Then his off-screen behavior in 2006 led him to a really rocky road to redemption (laughs) is he redeemed uh he was out of movies for at least three to four years and he came back in movies like danny trejo's machete kills and the expendables three wasn't there some movie about a puppet otter or something uh you're talking about the movie the beaver (laughs) yeah okay was there was anyone a puppet did i make that up yeah the beaver's a puppet okay Mm -hmm. and i believe he speaks through it Mm, that's great. <laughs> uh, recently, though, he's been in Fat Man, uh, which came out in 2020, and I believe I plugged on this show. To save his declining business, Chris Kringle, also known as Santa Claus, is forced to into a partnership with the U.S. military. Making matters worse, Chris gets locked into a deadly battle of wits against a highly skilled assassin hired by a precocious 12-year-old after receiving a lump of coal in his stocking. That's good. I don't remember you plugging that. That's good. It's not bad. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Uh, he was also in Forces of Nature. A policeman and a former cop, neither one of them is Mel Gibson, <laughs> uh, battle a gang of thieves as they search for $55 million inside an evacuated building during a hurricane. 
Forces of Nature sounds like a late 90s romantic comedy with Helen Hunt. I feel like it may have been. <laughs> yeah, it really feels that way. He was also in The Professor and the Madman. What's that? The life of Professor James Murray, played by Mel Gibson, is portrayed as he begins work on compiling words on the first edition of the Oxford English Dictionary in the mid-19th century. God, when you started saying first edition, I was like, please don't let it be the dictionary, because I actually think that sounds kind of interesting, but I don't want him to be the one in that movie. As he led the overseeing committee, the professor received over 10,000 entries from one source in particular, a patient at Broadmoor Clinical Lunatic Asylum. Dr. William Minor, played by Sean Penn. <laughs> oh, God, if it wasn't full of weird people, I would watch it. <laughs> he uh, also, I guess a mainstream return was Daddy's Home 2, in which he played Mark Wahlberg's father. Um, and John Lithgow, I believe, played Will Ferrell's father. Yeah, I don't um, know. I don't watch movies with the word daddy in them. <laughs> so... Mel Gibson has one of the most expensive divorces on record. Wait, I actually don't know who this is. Mel Gibson and Robin Moore Gibson d divorced. And um, he... Is that anyone famous? I don't think so, no. Oh. She's probably famous for being married to Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, And okay. receiving a $425 million settlement in the divorce. Whoa, I didn't even know Mel Gibson had that much money. Yeah. He wow. also, um, later he had a romantic encounter with a woman. <laughs> Let's say it that way. Uh -oh. And he has, a, he has a child by that woman and he pays $20,000 a month in child support for <laughs> one child. <laughs> Don't these rich people get prenups? That's rhetorical, but you would I certainly think so. Better. But Marissa, yeah. here's one you might not know about. He's also made many shady tax-free donations in the millions to a church that he built. <laughs> really? Holy Family Church uh, in Malibu, California, which is funded by the A.P. Riley Foundation. Mel Gibson's son died, and uh, I believe like that's where the name A.P. Riley comes from. Okay. But apparently this church exists, and uh, Mel Gibson's father is one of the people who oversees the church, and um, it's filled with very uh, offensive and backwards ideas. <laughs> like, is the whole church about how the Holocaust didn't happen? Uh, that's part of it. <laughs> okay. So, now but I we... thought the whole fact that he's allowed to be famous again was based on the fact that he, like, apologized or said, oh, oops, it happened. Yeah. Um, but I guess since it's behind church walls... That's weird. Maybe he's protected in some way from okay. from having that opinion, but guys, um, I've been to some crazy churches, but there's never a point where saying the Holocaust didn't exist is even relevant. But <laughs> <laughs> so next up, we got John Cusack. Oh, uh, sorry to to recap really quickly. This helps me. Uh, we got divorce, child support, and um, a church. Basically, that's yeah. what we got for Mel Gibson. John Cusack, he started uh, to come into his own <laughs> like shitty movies when he appeared in The Raven, uh, portraying Edgar Allan Poe. I thought it was fun. Oh, man. <laughs> I watched it in in an old Victorian house. Bed okay. And well, that might provide some atmosphere that yeah. is 
lacking in the film itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he dove in to bad movies in 2013, where he was in a movie called The Number Station. And in 2014, he really cemented himself with a movie called Reclaim, where he plays the key bad guy in an adoption scheme um, opposite Ryan Filippi. I think it's Felipe. Whatever. <laughs> Wasn't he in a movie about a hotel room number? 1408 with Samuel L. Jackson. Wow, I really know a lot of pieces of movies. <laughs> and a lot of people will tell you that's a bad movie. I don't think it's the worst. I think I like 1408. There, uh, at one point, Samuel L. Jackson was inside of a refrigerator, if you remember. <laughs> no. Um, he was standing inside of a mini fridge. How? Was he tiny? Yeah, he was tiny. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that movie was about. In 2020, <laughs> Cusack, uh, I'm going to say starred. Uh, it, more of an ensemble show. Uh, but he was in the Amazon series Utopia, in which he plays a bad guy doctor who is trying to infect the world with a virus. This came out in November of 2020. It was very alarming, given the state of COVID-19. Oh, yeah. Okay. He also was in a movie called Distorted in 2018, opposite mm-hmm. Christina Ricci. Or Ricci. What, what, how am I saying that one? I think that's Ricci. I'm okay. not saying just some weird stuff anymore. Yeah. In this one, she is uh, platinum blonde and 70 pounds. So, Mm. she's in a movie about a smart apartment and being paranoid. (laughs) Okay. Oh, this woman, I believe, was attacked or something. Um, And so, in order to move to a place that is really secure, uh, her and her husband move into a uh, smart building. And um, she's... She soon begins to think that people are watching her because, duh, you moved into a secure facility. They are watching you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay. But there's also um, concepts of brainwashing in it. They have a lot of things like subliminal messages come up in it and stuff. It's very weird. Like, Mark Home is brainwashing them? Yeah, on the TV. And, like, with music and stuff like that. So he was also in that movie Arsenal with Nicolas Cage. I already told you about that one. But he was also in a particularly terrible movie called Cell in 2016 with Sam Jackson. A graphic novelist, John Cusack, uh, begins a desperate search for his estranged wife and son after a mysterious cell phone signal transforms New Englanders into savage killers. It's kind of like a tech zombie movie. John Cusack is not a believable graphic novelist. No, I I think that's the thing. He's not believable in a lot of these roles. Yeah. And I feel like he doesn't he he's not aging well. <laughs> <laughs> that's too- right, I'll say it. <laughs> you know, side note, you know he's not aging well, but because they still have a face they have a face of an old little child. Um What's Sarah Jessica Parker's husband's name? Ferris Bueller. Matthew Broderick. Yeah, he's not aging well because he looks like a an old little boy. Anyway, continue. <laughs> there's there's a place for that in the market. Now. I don't know if there is. <laughs> John Cusack, never been married. He wow. Has, he has no tax trouble. But he has dumped a lot of his money into activism. Um, Interesting. He has written books on free speech. He helped... Um, he helped finance an organization that uh, uh, so people were donating money to WikiLeaks 
And then a couple of credit card companies or banks said, we're not going to process payments to WikiLeaks anymore because, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't agree with their philosophies or whatever. Kind of like they did with OnlyFans recently. Yeah. And John Cusack stepped in and he was like, no, um, you know, basically he joined an an active force against banks doing something like that. Um, he definitely stands for free speech. He spent, uh, yeah, a solid four or five years shitting all over Trump. Um, so, you know, he's on the right side, but he can be a little crass and aggressive at times. Really? (laughs) And for a guy who always played a sort of like lovable, like, I don't know, ding dong. You you (laughs) can tell that's fake. I can. can. Like, uh, it's it's kind of odd to see him like that. But uh, recently, he's also... There was a big article when the sh- the show Utopia came out in 2020. By this point, I think he had already not been getting offers. But um, it's a really long piece, and he spends a majority of it really just saying that Hollywood sucks. They just chew people up, spit them out. Um, he doesn't like the types of movies that are being made, that sort of thing. Uh, Cusack used to have a policy where he would make one big blockbuster, regardless of the quality, and then he would be able to afford to do, like, three indie films real cheap. Um, but now no one wants to give him a blockbuster. Yeah, nobody wants him in a blockbuster or possibly anything. So based on his dissing of Hollywood and his political activism, maybe it's just that he has to take the jobs he can get anymore. Um, so he does. That's a bummer. But he's also, like I said, investing his money in causes that he believes in, which is also admirable. He must be rich as shit, though. He should make his own movies. Um, he can't. Why? And he can't get further um, financing. Like, sort of like, again, when he goes out to try to raise mo- money to make movies that he wants to make, he can't get the money. Why? He's just, like, super blacklisted? I think it's just that John Cusack alone can't sell a movie anymore wow, i feel like his last wow. major role was the one uh the beach boys movie that he was in with uh is it paul dano i didn't know but a beach boys movie sounds really boring to me <laughs> honestly it was a brian wilson movie and that makes it like a little bit crazier <laughs> but, okay, but okay. um so next i got bruce willis uh, who has been on a real shit streak since 2014's The Prince, where he appeared with John Cusack. <laughs> I think it's because he'll never recover from Demi Moore. And that will factor in. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Maybe a month ago, his latest sci-fi action movie, uh, Cosmic Sin, appeared on Netflix. I watched it all, and I can't tell you what it's about. <laughs> Wait, I will say... Uh, this might be a hot take, but I enjoyed, what was it, I enjoyed Glass. You would. Um, Just shut up, Pete. Set in the year 2524, 400 years after humans started colonizing other planets, retired military general James Ford, played by Willis, is called back into service after soldiers on a remote planet are attacked by a hostile alien fleet. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I'll skip that. I feel like the most embarrassing part of that movie is the, um, like, the costuming. They make him wear armor that looks like plastic. It's... Oh, I was going to say, do they give him a wig? No, no. He was also in a movie called Hard Kill, Mercenaries Race Against the Clock to Stop a Bad Man from Using a Computer Program to Wreak Havoc Around the Globe. 
Also, survive the night. A doctor and his family are held hostage by a wounded gunman and his unhinged brother. Also, breach. Fleeing a devastating plague on Earth, an interstellar arc <laughs> comes under attack from a new threat, a shape-shifting alien force intent on slaughtering what's left of humanity. And also, okay. ten minutes gone, a man loses his memory after a bank heist goes wrong. Then we sort so, of get the rest of that on repeat. Like, he's in a bunch of okay. other movies, but it's always the same thing over and over again. He's either a cop or um, a retired cop, something like that. Hard Kill... Oh, no, it's Survive the Night. In Survive the Night, he plays a role that's very similar to Mel Gibson in Force of, Forces or Force of Nature, where he mm-hmm. is like a grizzled old man who um, is in the movie very little, but ends up killing a bunch of people. Okay. He was also in this movie called Trauma Center, which is one that I remember. Um, and I, I don't know why I watched all of it, but basically it's about a woman who's trapped in a hospital and there's people trying to kill her because of something that she knows. <laughs> and he is the cop. So you can imagine if she's trapped in a building the whole night, the cop doesn't really have a lot of on screen time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he was in a movie called Acts of Violence, he was in Death Wish. You remember that, Marissa? Oh, we saw the Kevin Bacon death wish. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Airstrike, Reprisal, Marauders, and Precious Cargo. We uh, are going to look at Precious Cargo a bit just because I think it's a really fun uh, description and it makes me happy to see all these names together. Before you get into that, when you said Death Wish, I, I, I said, yeah, yeah, when I figured out what you were talking about. I thought you meant Death Proof, and we're bringing up the horrible oh, time no, no. that I saw that double feature that served <laughs> me for the rest of my life. Anyway, continue. So he was in this movie called Precious Cargo to get back in the good graces of her murderous ex-boss, Bruce Willis, a seductive thief. Claire Forlani recruits an ex-lover, Mark Paul Gosler, to steal a rare <laughs> to steal rare and valuable gems. <laughs> I lost track. So, Bruce Willis's average rating on Rotten Tomatoes critic score is now nineteen percent for the last ten years. Whoa! If you pull the movies between Two Ferns and the Lego Movie, both in which he played himself, he's at a thirteen percent. Yet somehow. They still book him, and he gets himself in movies. And with all of these guys, they're always on the cover of the movie as well, to let you know that someone you know is in this movie. I mean, he has a bad rating, but that doesn't mean he doesn't draw people. Right. But he's drawn, like, I feel like the draw might be starting to lose after time. Now, another thing is that, you know, if we put him up against John Cusack, for example, Bruce Willis is an international celebrity. And yeah. so, you know, um, he could probably do well in foreign markets as well, especially in Germany, where he was born. Some oh, say I- it might be a strategic thing. Evidently, for the Expendables 3, they wanted Bruce Willis for four days, and they offered him $3 million for four days' work. Uh-huh. He wanted a million dollars a day, and he refused to do it unless they would give him the extra million. So they cut him out of the script. <laughs> oh, man. Because Sylvester Stallone evidently is better than Bruce Willis. <laughs> wow. So in many of the cases, he's playing a version of someone that he's already played before, like a, a retired grizzled cop or a, a badass father or something like that. And he's doing it for a really short amount of time. So he can pull big money for a short amount of work. 
So, you know, mm. like he might put in, yeah, like two, three, four, five days of work on a movie and get $13 million. Like, wow. if I could get $13 million in a week, I'd do it too. <laughs> yeah, wow. However, after 10 years of marriage and three children, uh, Demi Moore and Bruce Willis divorced in October of 2000. The divorce settlement amounted to $90 million paid to Demi. And, uh, hey. I'm sorry. But how did that work out? Because she had her own career. Well, that's why I think it wasn't two hundred and fifty uh, million. Like, uh, <laughs> wow, okay. This is, according to whatever website I pulled it from, the ninth most expensive celebrity divorce. <laughs> so oh. altogether, he's got five kids, um, and the ones that he had with Demi are pretty much adults now. But he has a ten million dollar house. Like that sort of thing, I think has more to do with it. People say that Bruce Willis is a real asshole, and oh, um, I thought he was cool. <laughs> to work with, like, there's a lot of PAs and stuff that are like, he's a dick. So, thanks. But if he is an asshole, then it sort of makes it a little bit more believable to me that he would really want to hold on to this lavish lifestyle that he has. He has a luxury car collection. He's got a questionable music career. He's got various other businesses that cost money, uh, investments in real estate. So he's got money spread about in a bunch of places. If he did not act, he could still make money. <laughs> wow. But again, I bury if, him if quickly. like my job, if I if you were like, hey, you do your job for a week in Malibu. Yeah, and we'll give you, uh, I don't know, like a hundred times more than you make now. I'd be yeah. like, hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I kind of don't blame him, but yeah, me neither. He, I believe, also has had a little bit of tax trouble here and there. But Bruce Willis also spends a lot of time suing people, so he probably has like a lot who? of legal fees. Oh, he sues a lot of people. Um, he was in a ad for some liquor. And recently, the company went under, and he is suing them to still get paid for the endorsement that he did, even though he don't, like they went under halfway through the period that he was supposed to get paid. Oh, I don't know how to say about that. And like just kind of other spats here and there, like the one was the, the Sylvester Stallone one is just like I, that makes me really like Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Oh, that was the Expendables one. Where he was like, oh, we need okay. you for th for four days. It's going to be $3 million. He's like, give me another million. No, get out of here. <laughs> and then Mel Gibson ended up in Expendables 3. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't watch that. Okay. No, yeah, That's... we stopped after two. <laughs> yeah. I, so we finish on John Travolta. And he has had a lot of peaks and valleys in his, I'm going to say the word exposure. I'm not going to really say career. Yeah. <laughs> but... There's different times where he is in the limelight, and there's other times when he's kind of like, yeah, in the toilet. Um, still riding on the success of his very early movies, he now appears completely head-shaved in the Quibi original Die Hart, which is a Kevin Hart vehicle, co-starring mm -hmm. John Travolta. I am a little less inclined to click on a John Travolta movie um, as compared to like a Bruce Willis or a Nicolas Cage one. I think because of the wholesome roles that uh, John Travolta had in my youth and when I think back, 
So it's hard for me to see him squirm. Whereas with Nicolas Cage and Bruce Willis, I'm like, let's see what you guys have to offer this time because it's going to suck. Yeah, yeah. Um, his turn at John Gotti was too bad uh, to hide um, from the limelight. And so now he seems to be a little bit in, in the limelight for sucking so bad. Uh, okay. In 2015, this one for some reason I did in reverse order, but in 2015 he was um, in a movie called Life on the Line, where he played a Texas electric, I'm going to say electric lineman and hope that you know what I mean. Like a phone person? Like power lines, yeah. Oh. Um, yes, I meant by phone person. <laughs> and his crew risked their lives to keep the electrical grid running during a deadly storm. That sounds so boring. <laughs> he was also in a movie called I Am Wrath. In 2016, a man sets out to get his own justice after police are unable to catch his wife's killer. Very formulaic, very boring. Are we going to bring Fred Durst movie? <laughs> then he was in We'll Get There. Okay. Then he disappeared for a couple of years only to return in 2018 with a movie called Trading Paint, which was about stock car racing. And then he did Gotti about the life of the famed crime boss. Mm -hmm. He also did a movie called Speed Kills about boat racing in the mob. So he's about in a movie. sounds so bad. He's in a movie about stock car racing and boat racing. And he was also in a movie called The Poison Rose in 2019 with Morgan Freeman, a hard drinking detective, Travolta. Uh, takes what looks to be a routine missing person case only to be drawn into a complex interwoven web of crimes, suspects, and dead bodies. But, but let's get Morgan Freeman good roles, okay? <laughs> but we have to talk about what Marissa brought up already. In 2019, <laughs> Fred, Fred Durst's magnum opus, <laughs> The Fanatic, <laughs> where John Travolta takes a turn at a mentally disturbed man who is obsessed with Devin Sawa. <laughs> Oh, shit. Shit. I didn't know it was Devin Sawa. Yep. <laughs> For some reason, I thought Fred Durst was in his own movie and John Travolta was obsessed with Fred Durst. Just Not behind that. the screen. <laughs> Wait, who does Fred? Who does Devin Sawa play? He plays... Um, oh, Hunter, God, I wish he played himself so bad. He plays Hunter Dunbar. <laughs> it would have been hilarious if it was a man obsessed with just Devin Sawa. Moose, played by John Travolta is uh -huh. a rabid movie fan who's obsessed with his favorite celebrity action hero, Hunter Dunbar. When cheated out of the opportunity to meet Hunter, Moose gets help from a photographer who knows how to find celebrity homes. When Moose's actions begin to take a darker turn, Dunbar soon finds himself at the mercy of his increasingly dangerous stalker. Did Devin Sawa age well? He looks like you would expect. I mean, he's he looks fine. He doesn't look bad. Okay. Uh, that film's opening weekend grossed $3,000. Holy shit. Nationwide. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Devin Sawa looks... I... He looks okay. He looks like he's in a show that's a ripoff of 24. He looks like that's would be <laughs> the best basketball. Anyway, continue. So, um, the, the other thing that I like about this is it says he's cheated out of the opportunity to meet his favorite movie uh, star. Um, but really, the guy does a signing at a bookstore or something, and he gets a call partway through that like really ruins his day. And then he says, I'm not going to sign any more things. I got to go. And that's, okay. <laughs> that's where Moose feels like he got ripped off, and he has to stalk the guy. Um, does anyone die? Just let us know. Probably. It, it's been a while since I saw it. You um, know me. I'm there on the front row for a Fred Durst movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Excluding, <coughs> ooh, excuse me. 
I've been trying to talk fast because I have so much stuff to tell you. You told me to reel you in, but I could listen all day. <laughs> oh, if you exclude a, a Western that's called In a Valley of Violence, which stars Ethan Hawke and uh, I believe Christian Bale might be in there too, Travolta mm-hmm. is averaging a 9% average uh, on Rotten Tomatoes for his last, yeah, like six years of movies. Wow. And that particular movie has like a 70% critics rating. If you factor that in, he's at a 17%. <laughs> now, I'm not really a big fan of Rotten Tomatoes, so I, I want you all to know that, like Marissa said, I'm not saying that if a movie has a high score on Rotten Tomatoes, it's good. If it has a bad score on Rotten Tomatoes, it's bad. Um, in fact, I love bad movies, and um, I would disagree probably with a lot of the scores on there. Uh, but... Probably not most of Bruce Willis's. Although, Marissa, I believe Glass has like a 20-some percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> now, Travolta doesn't have any divorces. Uh, we know that he was married to Kelly Preston. They were like Hollywood royalty slash Scientology royalty. Um, she passed away. And so he doesn't really have like a divorce to worry about. He had some tax troubles in the past, but it only adds up to like a couple of instances and it only adds up to $2 million. He probably made at least that on the Fred Durst movie because the Fred Durst movie, I believe had a $18 million. Uh, so Fred Durst can get a movie made, but you're telling me John Cusack can't get a movie made. Seriously. (laughs) That's crazy. So he also ended up at one point, Oh, actually, this year, selling a home in Maine for $5 million. So I think that $2 million of tax trouble really isn't that much of a blemish on John Travolta. So what does John Travolta have that these other people don't, Marissa? You named it well, first thing in the uh, when I offered you to guess. The Scientologist? Yeah. Scientologist, or Scientology, asks for 10% of your annual income in tithing. <laughs> So does Catholicism, but I feel like in Catholicism, nobody's going to actually, like, chase you yeah. down and threaten you yeah. if you don't give yeah. them 10%. So Scientology seems a little bit more invasive, and uh, your donations to the church can also be tax-deductible. So that could be a way that he could save, you know, money with his, his with any possible tax problems or anything like that. But some people say that the church might be behind the roles that he chooses anyway. And even more say it costs a lot to be high in the ranks of Scientology. Mm-hmm. You have it, it sounds like going to college. You got to buy books. You got to pay for classes. Um, I believe Leah Remini said half a million dollars to get to like the upper levels of Scientology. <clears throat> so again, half a million dollars for John Travolta, not really a big deal. <clears throat> but if I'm in charge of Scientology that week, I'm going to be like, oh, John Travolta, that'll be like $10 million. <laughs> you got that? <laughs> like, what do you got on you? <laughs> so I have a piece of obviously unsubstantiated gossip related to Scientology and John Travolta, which I assume you're not going to get into. And basically, you know, people think that John Travolta might actually be gay, which is fine, but it's not fine for Scientology. So he doesn't want to be a Scientologist, but Scientologists will, like, I don't know, like, rain retribution upon you if you, like, just, like, leave them in bad, like, uh, Mm. I don't know, if you, like, screw them over. So the rumor is that he has 
to pay off Scientology so that he can leave safely and then be gay since they won't let him be gay. So, again, I'm not, that's not something I made up. That's just something that is on many, many of the celebrity gossip um, pipelines. That's all. To continue that thought, some people say that he is trying to get away from Scientology right now. The mm-hmm. reason being that when Kelly Preston was dying... Scientology did not want her to receive chemotherapy. The oh. only thing that could help try and save her. So he has come out and said things like, um, shit, I can't remember the verb now, but like those tests that they give you, he's like, you're not going to be able to like cure cancer with a Scientology audit. Well, that's crazy. He said that. Right. And so, um, in addition, if you do say something against the church in the media, they actually do fine you. <laughs> oh, so yeah, maybe it's that too. I will say this about John Travolta. He doesn't do what Bruce Willis and Mel Gibson are doing. And even in some cases, John Cusack, less so Nick Cage. Because I think Nick Cage and John Travolta actually like acting. And so I think they want to work. That's why they take larger featured roles in most of the movies that they are in anymore, especially the co-star role with Kevin Hart. Like, that's a lot to stand up against. He also Mm -hmm. seems to appear in um, music videos for some reason, including a recent one from Pitbull. That's... Oh, yeah! (laughs) I mean, don't tell me to be quiet on my own podcast. (laughs) Keep that in, Pete. Keep that in. My mother just shushed me while I'm doing my own podcast. Oh, I'm also in my own apartment. I just want everyone to know I'm just by my mother on my own podcast in my own apartment. Continue. Um, as fate would have it, of course, um, John Travolta will be co-starring with Bruce Willis in an upcoming movie called Paradise City from the producers of Breach, which I think I didn't bring up. And I yeah. am Wrath, which That's is shooting. Mean- I'm sorry. <laughs> supposed to mean anything to anyone? Uh, the, I think there are two movies that I, I there are two movies that I think I mentioned, but maybe I f- okay. skipped Breach. No, yeah, Breach is the one that takes place with the shape shifting alien. If you're if you're paying attention, guys, Marissa, I don't expect you to remember all the things I talked about. But the thing is, they're also shooting this movie in Maui, so maybe one of the biggest appeals of being in movies is the nice location that they're at. <laughs> yeah, could be. Or again, maybe John Travolta and uh, Nick Cage really like to act, and so that's why they keep doing it. But, um, you know, if if you are in love with an art, you will f- do what you have to do to, to get to it. Now, Bruce mm-hmm. Willis has also done some stage acting, which I have heard was horrible. Oh, that's um, cool. I like But, again, he's, uh, uh, he's him. Yeah. <laughs> I see Bruce Willis coming up, and I just kind of eye roll. Okay. So we got religion. We got taxes. We got divorce. We got uh, alimony, um, or I guess child support. And we also have just that luxury lifestyle that a celebrity might be used to after, um, you know, after securing it from their previous success. Yeah. So huh. these seem to be the leading reasons why old actors end up in shitty movies. Yeah. That's a shame. Except Bruce Willis seems like he sucks now. It's time for plugs. It's time for plugs. Do you have anything 
that I'm going to tell you that my plug is going to be my favorite movies from each of these people. Uh, so do you have anything to plug? No, I'll think I'll figure something out. So you go. So like I said, I wanted to plug my favorite movies from these actors. Mm-hmm. Except I couldn't find a Bruce Willis one. I think I don't like Bruce Willis, but I will watch whatever he's in. <laughs> well, guys, to take Pete's place, I will pitch Unbreakable and Glass. There you go. Um, for Nicolas Cage, I wanted to, of course, plug Raising Arizona, a classic. For Mel Gibson, I wanted to plug Conspiracy Theory, but I feel like there's a question about how that aged, and so maybe I want to pick Payback. I'll pick what women want. Uh, for John Cusack, I'm going to go with being John Malkovich. I'll take anything he did in the 80s. And for John Travolta, <laughs> I want to say Phenomenon, but I also do want to direct everyone to check out the movie called... <clears throat> the movie called A White Man's Burden. <laughs> oh, that sounds... In which John Travolta is a down-on-his-luck factory worker playing opposite Harry Belafonte, who is an affluent African-American. It basically takes the um, the the burden that a minority would feel and sort of turns the tables. So you get to see... You get to see John Travolta... Um, you get to see people be racist against John Travolta in that movie. <laughs> Fun fact, I confused Harry Belafonte with Harry Connick Jr., so I was like, how the fuck is that going to happen? <laughs> Calypso <laughs> legend. <laughs> um, for John Travolta, I will pick Phenomenon, but I will say, if you want to see a horrible movie that he made to be like, I don't know, an allegory for Scientology shit, watch, what the hell is that movie called? Spaceship Earth or or Battleship or battle, Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth. I heard it's terrible. Yeah, I tried. Okay, to, so I, that's part. one where I tried to watch it ironically, and I was just like, "Nah, I'm falling asleep here." <laughs> <laughs> He's so. Yeah. I didn't even try. <laughs> What'd you say? He's so thick in it. <laughs> Ew. You mean heavy, or what does thick mean? Like, his neck is thick? Like, I feel like the whole body is. Ew. Don't show me a picture. <laughs> I guess maybe... Maybe it's because of the dreadlocks that I think that he's... Ew! Okay, let me look this up. Battleship... Battlefield Earth? Battlefield Earth. Uh, ew. I think it's partially the facial hair. And the eyebrows. Everything about him is gross. I want to die. That's I can't. I horrible, can't even try. Horrible moment for uh, Forrest Whitaker. This is. Oh my god. Oh, poor Forrest Whitaker. Ew. They look like. They do look sick. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> we don't know what it means, but we both feel that it's true. Yeah. Ew. We don't mean fat. That's not. We're not. We're not trying to say other words for fat. They. It seems they look like they're just very well padded for some reason. Also, his hands look ridiculous mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he looks like a villain from captain eo anyway continue so marissa would like to plug captain eo <laughs> yeah i would like to plug captain eo the michael jackson musical film that was made for disney and directed by george lucas i think 
Yes. It's better than Battleship Earth, Battlefield Earth, whatever. The release of this episode puts us six episodes away from our 200th episode. We already got two calls, people. Will you join us? Call us at 570-POD-1-1 or... The only people that we're specifically going to solicit calls from are Blake Wexler (laughs) and and Mike Jackowitz. I like that. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll get in touch with Mike Jackowitz. (laughs) Um, oh, do I have to? Can you solicit from Blake Wexler? Yeah, probably. I mean, Thank you have you. Uh, more of a relationship with him. <laughs> I do, but I feel like. But I did pre order his album, which you should all do. Okay, yeah, I should do that. It's like, you know, I get overwhelmed and I feel like I bother people. So I feel like we've had so much social interaction, I couldn't, I couldn't possibly anymore. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Um, you can yeah. email us at hey at yallheard.me or you can slide into my DMs at wrist vandal R-I-S-S-V-A hold on a second mommy can you not use that while I'm doing this we hear that really loudly <laughs> she vacuuming <laughs> he, keep that in <laughs> no she just keeps throwing stuff in a paper bag garb- in a plastic bag garbage can that's in the room I'm in we're almost done Marisol <laughs> yeah we're almost done um Anyway, what was he saying? Oh, R I S whatever. Just R I S S V A N D A L. Yeah, thank you. Hit her up on Instagram. Yeah, ew, that was gross. Um, but yeah, guys, if you listen, please just leave us a little note. You don't need to say much. Um, even my mother left us a message, even though she really didn't want to. Yeah, and uh, as always, thank you to our patrons, Michaels. Uh, we love what um, you, we love. The we way love what you're doing I, out there, guys. Yep. <laughs> Not just because you're giving us money, but you're all leading nice lives. Yeah, but mostly and by that we mean you're not money. causing harm to others. <laughs> that we know of. So yeah, guys, stay safe and um, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah, hi. Hi.